I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and we're going to continue the conversation. We always talk about disagreeing better. We talk about trying to separate the rage from the reason and elevate the conversation. And we have someone with a really unique perspective that's going to help us with that today. Representative Suzanne Harrison uh, joins us on the line, and she has a unique perspective uh, as it relates to COVID-19, the pandemic, and mandates, and masks, and uh, vaccines, and what actually happens in the hospitals. She's an anesthesiologist who's been uh, working in the hospital during the COVID-19 surge, so she's seen a lot of these things up close and personal, and she joins us on the line now. Representative Harrison, thanks for chiming in today. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Boyd. So, of course, there was uh, there was some controversy, some things about uh, the hearing held the other day. And it was one of those moments where you think, OK, come on, people, we've, we've got to be a little better than this um, in terms of how we show respect, uh, even with those or especially with those we dis- we may disagree with on something. Uh, but give us just a little bit of the of the uh, background there in terms of your experience, what happened in that hearing. You know, it was a hearing up in the Health and Human Services Committee where a group um, that's really frustrated with what's going on um, with COVID was, you know, asking the legislature to, you know, respond to the the federal government. But it really wasn't clear what exactly they wanted. There was a lot of speculation and a lot of misinformation about COVID and about what's really happening. And I was commenting about my lived experience as a physician anesthesiologist in our hospitals. I spent time in one of our major COVID ICUs last week and met with the the doctors and nurses there. And I'm a doctor myself. People are stretched thin and they are desperate and need our community to come together to help tackle COVID. Our ICUs are at capacity we, and in my OR, were canceling surgeries because there's no beds for patients afterwards. Our hospitals are stretched in. Our loved ones are getting sick, and some of them are unfortunately dying. And we need people to come together. And to have people mocking and jeering my experience, and when I recommended that people talk to their doctor to get good information about the vaccine and answer questions, they- They were booing me. It's just really disheartening as someone who's been working hard for the last two years to try and keep our community safe. Yeah. And and so many of our healthcare workers, uh, again, what they have done over the last year and a half is is really extraordinary work. And there's no there there is nothing uh, that is anything but real and raw about what takes place uh, in an ICU unit. And, uh, you know, to have people rolling eyes or booing or jeering. 
uh, is disheartening. We we hope that's the loud major- minority, uh, and uh, but it's important for all of us to to really step back because I, I think one of the things that we have to recognize we've been stressing this a lot that this is a novel coronavirus, novel being the operative word, and. You know, I think the last thing we would want our doctors and scientists uh, to do is to just lock into one thing and not change as new information comes along. But how have you seen that play out? You know, you're really right. And you talk about this a lot, too, Boyd. As we get more information, we need to adapt our approach. And that's exactly what we need to do as a community As researchers learn more about the virus and we get additional recommendations from medical experts, we need to adjust. And we need to all remember that we have a common enemy and it's the virus. It's not each other. We need to come together and take common sense action to help keep our community safe, keep our hospitals functional, keep our kids in school and help parents be able to stay at work. And, and that, that means listening to the medical experts and doing, doing our part, wearing masks indoors, getting the vaccine. If you have questions about the vaccine, please talk to your doctor, someone you already trust who has good and reputable information. Yeah, and just one final uh, question for you, Representative Harrison, as as we go through this. And obviously some of these conversations have just become so difficult to have just because of the polarization and the, and the politics of it all. Uh, but how can we better have this conversation uh, again, even with those who may be skeptical or may disagree or may be or may be reluctant for a host of different reasons? Uh, how do we better have that conversation? That's a really good question, and it's it's difficult. I think we need to start off by trying as much as possible to get the politics out of this and and in the public sphere, remember to be respectful and civil in how we engage with each other. But even more importantly, I think these conversations need to be, be had in doctors' offices, in, in medical providers' offices that people already trust those doctors and nurses to, to give them good information. And that's where those, those, those relationships of trust already exist, and that's where good information can, can be given back and forth and hopefully People can get their questions answered and realize that this vaccine is safe, it's effective, and it's it's really our, our ticket to, to tackling this pandemic and getting back to normal. Oh, that's a great insight. And I do think it's so important that we go, if you've got a doctor that you've been with, that you trust, that you have interacted with, uh, that is a, a really good place to start that conversation and, and to have that, again, outside of all the realm of the the political spin and uh, many who are profiting off of this as campaign issues or a way to raise campaign money. Uh, we, we've got to get past that because uh, if we're really going to tackle this disease and this uh, this virus and pandemic, uh, we've got to cure the cancer of contempt as well. And whether that's in a public hearing, uh, as you experience, Representative Harrison, or whether it's in our homes or what we post online, uh, we've got to make the public square a safe place uh, for that kind of dialogue, and then we need to take the actions, uh, including being vaccine, getting the vaccine, uh, so that we can keep that public square place where we can all actually go physically uh, and and do that as well. But Representative uh, Suzanne Harrison, we so appreciate it. We know you've come off of a 24-hour shift of your own. Uh, we appreciate your efforts in our medical community and for your work up on Utah's Capitol Hill and for helping us work through this conversation uh, right here today. 
Thank you so much, Boyd. I really appreciate it. Thanks for what you're doing as well. That'll wrap up hour number one of Inside Sources. Come back. We're going to talk about Hispanic Business Council, what's coming up uh, on that. Also, our ultimate question in hour number two, what is the value of a life? The answer is going to astound you. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.